Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogène Tirandekoura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. My guest today is Dave Walker. Dave is an ex-Deloitte consultant and today he is a coach and a storyteller. So this is a very different uh, episode from the one you had last week in which you had Christine Wong who only had uh, a bit more than two years of experience in consulting and is already very active into sharing her journey. Here, it is somebody that has about 20 years of consulting or uh, consulting firm uh, experience, and he will share uh, his journey and his main lessons, but he will also, uh, we will also understand why today he is a coach and a storyteller, and we will approach the subject of health, health in all its aspects, so mental, physical, and emotional. Uh, We will also be talking about um, leadership styles. We'll be talking about uh, a funny answer that he has provided me with regards to uh, giving advice for consultants that want to to start now. Um, All these activities as well, uh, such as there is obviously coaching and storytelling, but there is also a book. Um, uh, that he has uh, uh, that he has written Mondays don't have to suck and if you watch the interview in video you will see um, how the how does his book uh, look like uh, also what we will be talking about is um, the importance of alignment because if you are not aligned it is not possible for you to make proper choices Without further ado, let's start with the interview. Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to Dave Walker. Dave, how are you? I'm good today. Thank you very much. I'm excited, excited to be with you. I am also very excited to uh, to have you because you have a compelling story to share uh, to the Consulting Lifestyle audience. And uh, today, Dave, you're a, a coach and a storyteller. Uh, but uh, can you share to the audience, in a nutshell, and we'll go back on it, uh, part of your uh, career story? So, so thank you. Uh, and I will. I'm going to try and keep it short. I, I'm not known for keeping things short. My name, That's Dave okay. Walker. My nickname was Dave Walker Talker. Okay. And, and sometimes that wasn't a good thing because we're supposed to be listening a lot more. And you told me one of your key strengths is listening. So I'm going to <laughs> feed off of that one. So quickly, I'll share my story in a nutshell. And then I want to introduce myself so that people understand who I am. So really quickly. So I'm no longer con- today. I'm not doing any consulting. I started doing coaching and storytelling five years ago. Before that, I was with Deloitte for 20 years, 15 years in their consulting group, and five years as a program director of some of their Canadian and national leadership development and relationship selling programs. 
In 15 years, I went from senior consultant to manager to senior manager. I never wanted to be a partner because I don't like selling or I didn't think I liked selling. And then all of a sudden, as I was moving through it, you know what the industry is like, right? I'm flying all over the place. I'm worried about my utilization rates and performance ratings and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've got the, the consulting lifestyle. Well, part of the consultant lifestyle is I got that buying the big house and getting the pool and all that kind of stuff. I think it just got to a point where I was so stressed and scared that where I ended up, and here's your nutshell, I ended up after 15 years. It took me a while to get there. Mm -hmm. I ended up weighing 264 pounds. My usual weight is 190. I was using alcohol to be able to function, not just, I never drank when I was at work, but when I was outside of work, I was so, didn't want to go back to work that I'd use alcohol to keep myself functioning. I would, to spend time with my kids. They didn't know because I only used a little bit, just enough to have a buzz. I wasn't falling around all over the place. I isolated myself. So I wouldn't spend time with anybody, not my wife, not my sister, not my friends, no one except my kids. And I was clinically depressed at the time, but didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was at year 15. And what turned around is once I just got to the point where I was so miserable that I just, I'm going to go quit. I didn't want to go tell my wife. I didn't want to worry her. I was so worried about the money and the lifestyle that we were keeping that I was just an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm going to go talk to the partner who hired me. At Deloitte. So her name is Adelaide Israeli. I'm allowed to use her name. It's in my book. I wrote a book mm -hmm. about all this, by the way. Okay. Um, and she said, I noticed you, Dave, that you were not in a good spot. I found another role at Deloitte. I want you to go take a look at it. If it doesn't work out, use the time to find something else that's a better fit. Long story short, I ended up in a program where not only did Adelaide help me, but a hundred other leaders within Deloitte. Not everybody in Deloitte is I didn't come across all of them were leaders, at least not my definition of a leadership style, but the ones I came across with over a hundred people, and I'm going to write their names down, helped me get to the point where I went from having the worst performance rating of my career. I'm trying to see if I can find it over here. Worst performance rating in my 15 year career to the best in my career over a five year period. So that in a nutshell is my story, which I actually tell. I wrote a book and today's Monday. So it's kind of cool that we're doing this on Monday. It's called Mondays Don't Have to Suck. How Small changes can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And there's three stories in it. So story number one is what I call hitting the wall. I went through a shit storm. I call it a shit storm. As I was going through my consulting mandates and didn't even realize it until I got to that point, slowly but surely, I started as miserable. Story number two is what I call crawling out and finding my momentum. And story number three is all the leaders, Adelaide and the other hundred people who helped me get back on my feet and get the momentum to the point where I was so self-confident, I was able to actually leave a biweekly paycheck for the first time in my life and start a business. I know nobody who's ever started a business in service offerings that I've never done before. I've never coached. We don't, we didn't coach, coach. We did, that was performance coaching that we did at Deloitte. That wasn't the true coaching process. So I had to learn a new process, which is the, which is the opposite of giving advice. And here I am today with you on a Monday. That's my, that's, that's my nutshell. Yes. Yes. And that's, uh, there's so, so many things to, uh, so, so many things to, to unpack because you, you came from someone who, as you said, didn't like, uh, selling at least you had that image too, or opening up your own uh, your own company. So, 
in a certain way you are, you were, you had no choice but to kind of uh, sell. <laughs> uh, so, so actually, oh, so I, I have, still don't sell, by the way. I, that's I, the thing. I, 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 I don't. I, I have such an aversion to the S word. I don't sell, yeah. and that was difficult for me because yeah. my mindset around selling. I don't sell right now. I develop relationships with people. And those people will say, Dave, I understand you're doing the coaching process. I would, could you help me make a change in my life? And I say, absolutely. And then I have my accountant. I, I'm my accountant now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a team of people because I'm a sole proprietor. We'll mm-hmm. send them the bill later on. I don't sell. I create relationships. I offer the gifts that I have. And that's how I attract my clients. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's why I said kind of because I, I wanted you to choose the appropriate verb that that you you think. And fits I love that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, so one one thing that is uh, important in what you said uh, in your uh, in your story is that uh, you 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 separate those twenty years into two parts. So the, the fifteen, the first fifteen years and the next five years. So while you started to be to become a uh, national, so at the Canada level leader. Um, I don't remember the whole title, but you're you're in the leadership role in a, at, at the at the Canadian level. That's actually when you started to notice that you 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 were in trouble. That that's that's right. No, that's how I, that's actually how I got out of trouble. So I was in trouble. Okay, okay. When I was in consulting, so I'll give you some examples of what I got in trouble. I didn't feel comfortable in the type of work that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it for 15 years, but didn't really realize kind of what I was doing. But I had a lot of stress and I had a lot of stress financially because I wanted to support my lifestyle. So I kept doing it, but I didn't like doing it. So, you know, I would go on a project. So I'd get on a plane, I'd fly somewhere. And I I so much didn't want to go to work the next morning that I remember one day I booked into a hotel, went there at four didn't go to any team meetings or saw anybody. I was so depressed that I didn't want to see anyone. And then I started doing something. I started, I wanted some comfort food to comfort me. And I'm on expense account, right? So phone down for room service, ordered like a big steak and this and that, a milkshake, two desserts, went to the store, got chips. I ate probably five or 6,000 calories in my bed. It's 4 p.m., watching TV till 2 a.m. because I didn't want to go to sleep because I didn't want to get up the next morning. So that would be an example. Then you wonder why I weighed 264 pounds, right? I say it slowly came on. You'd think it's 6,000 calories meals. It would come on (laughs) a lot quicker than that. So that was the example. And then I hit the wall and it was Adelaide who helped me. So that was at the 15-year point. And then the next five years was me getting back into something I felt self-confident about. And the ironic part is you said you didn't remember the program. It was their relationship selling program. I was in a relationship selling program. I was one of the only non-partners who was asked to go in there and host a webcast with a hundred participants on selling. And I told them the only condition is if they didn't have the word selling, because even in consulting, it's all relationship driven. And I said that with a senior partner and the partner said, you know what, Dave, it is selling thing. We have to put the word in selling, but I totally agree. It's about relationship. Nowhere else in that session do we ever talk about selling. It was all about developing relationships. And that program was to teach the senior partners about that people don't understand the importance of developing relationships in the consulting business and in other businesses as well. 
Yeah, so so important, so important, and a great lesson as well. Yes, it's relationship driven. So so important, and I think it's kind of the the economy as well that becomes more and more a, a relationship driven. So today, your coach and storyteller, you have you went through all those uh, all those hurdles. Uh, what would be your advice for because the, the, the for a person that is listening it's maybe a person that thinks about starting in consulting just started in consulting think about uh, or maybe they work in a consulting firm and they think about becoming independent so what wh what would be some of your piece of advice to people for for a consultant to avoid uh, the, the the mistakes that you made i think the biggest bit I, you asked for you asked for advice i'm going to give it to you I think the biggest advice I could give to you is don't ask for advice. Okay. Don't ask for advice because at the end, don't, oh, sorry, don't, don't provide advice because at the end of the day, it sounds kind of weird, mm -hmm. but if I were ever to go back and do consulting again, mm -hmm. I wouldn't provide advice. I would ask people, what is it that you want to do? Mm -hmm. And let's work on coming up with it. What is the best fit for you? What is the best way that you actually want to go? So if somebody were to come up to me right now and say, Dave, I'm thinking of going in the consulting industry. I know you've got 20 years of experience. Can I pick your brain to tell me what you're doing? Mm -hmm. I would start picking their brain instead. What makes you want to go into the consulting industry? What are your strengths? What do you like doing? What don't you like doing? What makes you want to go into that industry versus another industry? And at the end of that hour, I think they would come out better off than if I were to give them my advice, because my advice is based on me. It's what I've seen through my lens. It's my experiences, not the other people. And what I learned and when I started building my business, you would not believe how many people were giving me advice. You got to set up your website. You got to get your mailing list. You got to do this. Do you want to double your revenue? And you know what? I listened to them sometimes. That was my decision. What I learned was that didn't work for me. So it's taken me almost five years to figure out the way that I want to go out there and develop my business, who my clients are, what my business model looks like. Oh, that's uh, that's great. That's a great answer. And uh, and that, that's very important. It's really the, the importance of uh, knowing oneself before making any any decision uh, is, is, is very important. And, and through listening to the the, the, the question the type of questions that you will uh, uh, that you will just ask the person the kind of discovery uh, a question that you will ask to the person I can I can feel that uh, maybe that's part of what you do with your uh, with your coaching today and my kids so just so you know I asked you before what your leadership style was my yes. leadership style is one of the ones that is the least popular because it takes longer than the other ones, but I'm a huge fan of guess what my leadership style is. You, uh, you win, I will, well, I'm gonna think of some gift to give you. I'll give you a free, I'll give you a, a I'll, I'll gift you a coaching session so you can experience coaching if you get this right. What do you think my leadership style is? Yeah, you behave as a, as a coach to the, to the, the, the people. So coaching. So leadership, my leadership style is coaching. So you, yeah. you, 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 you get a gift. <laughs> you get it. I was going to give it to you anyhow, by the way. My, my parenting style is also coaching. My style when I connect with people is also coaching. It's coaching with, my, with others in my life. It's coaching if I've got a significant other in my life. So I'm a big, huge fan now of the coaching approach. And if I went back into consulting, I would use the coaching approach 
as much as I could. There's time when maybe somebody absolutely needs advice and we panic. Sometimes we tell them at the end of the day, though, I don't know how helpful that is. They're going to get a bunch of stuff that worked for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's great. And the, uh, uh, you make me think about, so there is today in 2021. Uh, so if I ask you the question, what are the, the most important things for you uh, in life today versus uh, 10 years ago, maybe is there, you, would you have a different answer or? Oh, absolutely. Night and day. Absolutely. Yeah. My whole mm-hmm. lifestyle mm-hmm. has, has completely changed. My whole life has completely changed. I was leading a life. And again, I grabbed a list when I was younger, it's my environment. And it said, Dave, go to high school, Dave, go to university, Dave, go get a job, Dave, go get your first car, Dave, go get engaged, Dave, go get married, Dave, go buy a house, Dave, go have kids, Dave, make sure you've got that career, you're bringing in the money to support your family, Dave, you're allowed to retire at 65, and then life is going to be golden. I went through that list, and that is what got me into the point where all of a sudden I had the handcuffs of a lifestyle that wasn't mine. I had relationships based on that lifestyle that weren't, and I was in a really nasty place. So now I've completely turned around my whole lifestyle. And the word I would use now is relationships. I value relationships. So those pictures in back of me, those are all pictures of events with my family and friends that they're memories. So I create memories now. I don't create, I don't buy things. It's all about memories. It's all about people. And you know, when I look back on my 20 years at Deloitte, remember I said I didn't really like some of the service lines that I was using. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of skills. Project management helps me right now with my business. The leadership programs were incredible. I learned how to, I was a facilitator for Deloitte's business chemistry communication style framework that has helped me out enormously. The relationship building has helped me connect with my, with my clients. I learned so much during that time without realizing it. But you know what the thing I remember the most about Deloitte and the fun that I had there? Guess what it was? I'll give you a hint. It's one word. It starts with P. P P P P P. So, pre presentation or P P P people. Yes, and it's funny how you go P P P because we had so many acronyms. We had so many acronyms when we were in consulting. I still use them. I have a change. Ma- I, so my book is about self change management. My business is about self change management. I'm not like a change management expert. I don't go into companies and do that. I don't want to. It doesn't interest me one iota. I like to help people self change manage. So I have a, I came up with a model mm-hmm. after my book and guess what? It, I call it a model because that's in my mind. That was the consulting shaping me and it's called my CCCM model. So I am using acronyms in my business. And by the way, it stands for connect with yourself, the authentic self. So getting to know each other. If I had known myself back then, I probably would have gone through a completely different route. And if I had, I wouldn't have the skill set I have right now. I wouldn't have the people who I know and the alumni from Deloitte. I wouldn't have had that chance to meet Adelaide. And I would probably wouldn't have had my kids right now. So, wow. So I'm glad I went that route. So connect with yourself, the authentic self. Connect with others. So, but the authentic others. Somebody called me once and 
you know, I, oh, you, I, 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 you, I you, were, you were about to you were about to repeat the, the acronym, the CCCM. So it was connect with yourself. So connect with yourself. Others. Connect mm -hmm. with others, the authentic others. I'll come back and tell you that story that's going to make that real. Connect with yourself. Connect with others. Maintain your momentum. So the minute, so I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of momentum going when I was sitting in that hotel room, right? Chowing down on steak and chips and desserts. Mm -hmm. And you saw what happened, right? You lose your, your momentum. All of a sudden you start getting scared and lonely. Mm -hmm. And the first one, the first one, and I think I had a picture in my book. There's a cartoon in my book. This is the cartoon in my book. Wants, uh, yeah, who wants change and who wants to change? That's the wow, you've got good eyes. I just flipped that up really quick. So it's a picture. So, who, who it says, who wants change? And everybody puts up their hand. And then it says, who wants to change? And everybody's looking at the ground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the first C is the catalyst. So, if you want to change, what is it that made you want to change? Me, what made me change is. I hit a rock. I became clinically depressed and hit the ground. I had nowhere to go but up. And then Adelaide helped me. And it took me four years to get back on my feet in my business in, in, at Deloitte, where I felt comfortable. I was able to get my self-confidence back. I started taking care of myself. I started eating, but I didn't need the comfort food anymore. Mm -hmm. And I could sleep at night before I couldn't sleep at night. And I felt like going and exercise. So I put on my rollerblades one day and took them off. Next, I put them on. I went outside and went around the street. Next thing you know, I was rollerblading around. So I went from 264 pounds down to 190 again. Okay. So my suit size went from extra large to medium. So I actually had to go out there and buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> That was on the business side. And then one day my wife, who's now my ex-wife, decided to leave me. She said, I've had it in this relationship. We've got no, we, we don't spend any time together. I'm out of here. So after that, I realized that, you know, the relationship we were in didn't make sense. So all of a sudden I got the energy from saying, hold on a second. I was in a relationship. I didn't even realize wasn't, we weren't meant to be, we weren't being authentic with each other. And then I looked in the mirror. So catalyst one was clinical depression. And the thing is, it just creeps up on you. You don't even know. So folks who are listening to this, I hope you're taking notes and saying, oh, I'm noticing some of these things in myself, or I'm noticing some of these in the person in my project. Mm -hmm. Because, dear Jane, no one noticed that I was clinically depressed except for one person. My sister didn't notice. My ex-wife didn't notice. My kids didn't. Know. My kids were so young. They, they were like, I don't know, five and seven They didn't notice. I'm glad they didn't notice because you know, I spent time with them. They didn't notice. I'm so happy they didn't notice. That would not be, you know, my biggest, my, I love my kids so much. Shane and Emily, I love them so much. I'm so glad that they didn't know that I was there for them. They actually helped me get through this. So anyhow, back to the point where, you know, my wife has left me and I got up and I've got this, in my old home, I had this big mirror and I looked in the mirror and I was 264 pounds And somebody told me, well, 264 pounds for somebody who's 6'2". That's not all that, you know, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Guess what? When you gain weight, at least at that age, it all goes to your stomach and your face. So I looked in the mirror and it looked like I was with child. It looks like I was going to have a third child. <laughs> and I was in my underwear. I just got out of bed. You can imagine how sexy I felt. You could imagine how attractive <laughs> I felt every morning. 
<laughs> how I felt. It was so finally at one point in time, I said I, I was on medication for my heart. I was on medication for my heart because I was so overweight. My cholesterol level good was too low. My bad was too high. My doctor said that I was going to have to go on medication for um, diabetes because I had so much sugar in my body from eating all that chips and pops and all that other crap. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, I have a history of, I have a history of heart disease. I said, I'm going to drop dead and my kids aren't going to have a father. And that was the, that was the catalyst. That was the minute that I said, I'm going to start taking care of myself. And when I said, I said, you know what? I'm also sick and tired of looking at you in the mirror. Let's get in shape. Let's go out there. Let's start enjoying life. And that took me five years from that moment to go out there and rediscover myself physically, emotionally. I've been keeping my emotions to myself all my life to go out there and connect and develop relationships with people. And that whole transition got me to the point where I said, you know what? I like telling stories. I like connecting with people. I like relationships. So that's where I am right now. I just love relationships and connecting with people. I'm having fun connecting with you right now. That's what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. I don't like admin work. I don't like setting. I don't like methodologies. I don't like any of that crap. I just like to connect with people. Yeah, great. Good. I'm also having fun, by the way. Uh, and uh, it's good that you were mentioning that uh, you were better in your health, physically, mentally. You you also mentioned the, the emotional and emotionally the em emotional part uh, of health. Uh, there is a book that you have and. I don't remember if you did show it already on the video, but you can you can show it again. Uh, Mondays uh, do not suck, if I'm not wrong. That's the, the title of the book. Yeah, so Mondays don't have to suck. Don't have to suck. Yeah. Don't have to suck, yeah. And it says uh, how small changes can make a huge difference. Okay. Because I think I just explained to you how the small changes made a huge difference. In the first part of the book, They slowly went through during my 15 years of consulting to the point where all of a sudden I said I was an obese, mm -hmm. clinically depressed, functioning alcoholic who had completely socially distanced himself from everyone, including his wife, his friends, mm -hmm. his colleagues, his clients, everyone. Mm -hmm. So that well, momentum. So that's those were small changes. I barely noticed them. And then to get out of there, it took a whole bunch of small changes to change it. Yeah, those small changes compound. Small changes going under. I under. love that word spoken like yeah. I've, I've, I've got a. I was I was an accountant for 20 years. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> They compound. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I, I and I liked your other point. You said discovery questions. Mm -hmm. Those are the questions you want to discover. People, you don't want to ask them questions because they don't know the answer. You're going to look really cool, and then you can give them advice. Discovery questions to get to know. Them. I love that. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down by the way, and I'm going to write down what was the other word you just used. Uh, compound is that compound yeah compound, compound. so so i was about to ask when when did you write the book and uh, and how many people did you involve into writing or reviewing what you have written before publishing it it's a good question when i when i don't know when i started to so what i did is mm -hmm. i i tried to shut out so we talk emotion so the way i look at the way i look at health is It starts with your emotions, then it goes to your mental, and then it goes to your physical. Now, I've got an accounting background, no, nothing medical, so this is just through my, my lens, is if you start doing something and then you feel kind of de-energized and you don't do anything about it, eventually you're going to start ending up with mental issues or mental problems. In my case, it was clinical depression. 
it's hard to take care of yourself physically if you get up in the morning and you've got no energy. So to me, it's keeping an eye on your emotions because at the end of the day, that's the most important part. Then you hit the mental, then you hit the other. And to me, it's part of using your feelings and using your, your, your thought process. So I was processing information, but I wasn't really feeling it because I, I hid my feelings. I didn't want to deal with them all my life. So when I started coming out of it and started taking the coaching five years ago, the coaching, the important part they say is, is your, think of your personal foundation. Your personal foundation is, you know, your health, your mental health. Your, if you look at your life, what are your relationships like? Are there relationships with people that are sucking energy out of your life? Um, all those things are, are there boundaries in your life that you're not following? So you're trying to get your work done, yet you're constantly being disturbed by your kids, but you won't tell them to stay out of your room for an hour. All that you work on, it's a lot of work. So as I was working on that over the period of six months, I, I have a coach too. So I have a mentor coach. And at the time, my mentor coach, she said, we had an assignment. I wrote this assignment. And she says, Dave, why don't you write a paper out of that? And I started writing a paper out of that. And then all of a sudden, I thought, maybe I'm going to do some more journaling. So Diogen, I was journaling an hour a day. I was cranking out thousands and thousands of words. And then I, somebody, and then I think it might have been her. So her name is Shauna. I think she's mentioned in my book as well, Shauna Corden. She said, Dave, why don't, you, like, why don't you write a book about it? So I wrote my book about it, and I was processing as I was going through it. I would go back, and I'd realize something. I'd go back to the chapters, just say my chapter on my soulmate. Oh, my God, I've realized something in my soulmate, and I went back and did that, or I realized something about what was giving me momentum. I wasn't able to finish the book. And my personality is, again, animated, spontaneous, not detail-oriented, impulsive, like right imagine writing a book with that kind of a with that kind <laughs> of a personality so yeah. i have a discipline part of me one of my other strengths so one of my strengths is ideation i come up with ideas my other strength is activation i can action so yeah. my action came up said dave when's your birthday two months from now put that as the date you're going to finish your book and you like to blog right take each chapter and blog it so I was cranking out two or three chapters of my book because I was excited to share it with people as a blog. That got me to the point where I finally got the book done. And I write differently. Like I'm, we're all unique, right? We all we try and conform to everybody else, right? So I'd have people telling me, you can't, have, you can't have spelling mistakes in your book. Dave, you have words in your book that don't exist. And I said, you know what? I'm allowed to have um, words in my book that don't exist in my book. So one yeah. of my friends, and guess what? A very close friend to mine. I just told her I loved her yesterday. Mm -hmm. Not She's married, not in that sense. But it was Valentine's Day. I said, Deb, her name is Deb Turbot. Her name is in the book. I said, Deb, I love you yesterday. Happy mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. We worked together at Deloitte. That's where I formed my relationship. And it continued afterwards. She helped me on my business. She knows me better than, you know, I think she knows me better than I know myself at times. I asked her to edit my book. She had edited it before. I said, Deb, when you edit, you know the words that I use that don't exist. <laughs> Leave them in there. Typos, get rid of. So I had her edit. Then I had another professional editor read it. So I, I ended up having to pay for two editors. But for me, I wanted to keep that part of my book. And then I hired somebody to design the book. 
and to set it up on Amazon because I don't like all that detailed and all that. That's all admin crap. So I basically hired three people to help me get my book. I self-publish. Most people self-publish books these days. And then they go and try and promote it. Do you know what the average, uh, I don't even know if this is a true statistic. I think somebody told me, they said the average number of books are sold is something like 50 books or something. People have written books and they sold three copies. I can't believe that. But to them, it was a work. They wanted to do it. So now I've got to start. I, I got to start promoting my book soon. I haven't, I haven't started yet. I'm, I'm excited with other things, but I have to start promoting my book. Did I answer yeah. your question? That was a long-winded answer. No, but uh, yes, yes, a long answer, but also a um, pretty, a pretty revealing one with your uh, your personality, because your personality transpired in the the way you wrote the book and and your approach to uh, administering or marketing it. If you're a, a action oriented, spontaneous, impulsive, typically you will not be someone that will be excited by all the admin that goes around uh, <laughs> releasing releasing a book, which is which is totally uh, totally normal. There is no good or bad behind that. Uh, <clears throat> when i when i when i start doing this i'm I'm not ignoring you and you know oh, like you, tic-tac-toe or something i'm writing down words that you're saying uh, okay remember yeah, yeah. my remember what my love language is my primary is words of affection yeah i'm a, yes. I'm, a I'm a storyteller i love words so i'm writing down some of the words that you say that mean so you said personality there's not nothing bad or good mm-hmm. and um actually that's good i like that hours. I was I was about to uh, yeah ask you about your uh, your love language, but maybe I will uh, I will also ask about uh, your because you said your leadership and parenting styles are uh, coaching, and uh, you also have like two two words of uh, of feedback when you give a three hundred and sixty degree feedback to someone. Oh, my two words of feedback. Yeah. That I mentioned when I shared that with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I encourage everybody, I encourage, I already challenged you. Well, I didn't challenge you. I encourage you to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I encourage, it's one of my tools. It's called the, I call it tool number two, my authentic me profile. So I did a lot of, I did a lot of work. So I went out there, I took leadership assessments. I got 360 feedback. There's a book called the strength finders where you can get your top five strengths there's a book called Emotional Intelligence where you can go in there and take a self-test on emotional intelligence. And by the way, what I've learned is of all the skills out there, the technical ones, very easy to learn. It's the soft skills. It's the emotional intelligence that is going to make and break your success as a consultant or any other, those type of industries. So people should be looking at that as well. So I took all of these assessments and self-assessments of how other people look. I actually put together a book. I put it on the book and I called it my Who Are You workbook. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan when I was younger at Christmas time. So I, I was raised Catholic and we, we'd watch the Who's Dr. Zeus to Who. So I've got all kinds of pictures of the Dr. Who people. So I challenge everybody is go out, learn everything you can about yourself through your lens. Ask other people how they view you. Take it with mm-hmm. a grain of salt. And then I challenge people. My tool number two is what I call my authentic me profile. Take a word document. Again, these are all the tools for my consulting days. Take a word document and write down a whole bunch of bullets that describe who you are. Keep only you're only allowed one page. It's a one pager. We used to call them one pagers that when I was at, at, at Deloitte, mm-hmm. write a one pager about yourself. Go out there. What is your leadership style? What yep. is your primary love language? What is your Myers-Briggs? So I'm ENTP. So that is called the debater. So I like to debate. 
So I encourage people to go out there and do all that stuff so they learn who they are. Because you're right, personalities, there's nothing bad or good, but it's good to know what yours is. Yes, yes. And it's, it's, it's a way to lead you into your life, career, whichever type of uh, relationship choices that, uh, uh, that, that you will make. So your book is, is Mondays Don't Suck. We are recording on a Monday. The episode will be released on a Monday. <laughs> so, Ooh, it's yes. <laughs> so it's all good. I, I, I would like to know uh, what's the difference between a, a typical Monday in 2021 for you versus uh, a Monday in 2011. You alluded to it before as well with traveling, etc. So uh, how, how does a Monday look like for you uh, today? So, and again, I explain this in my book, the question, why did I pick on Monday? Because I was miserable seven days a week. So what, what I would do, in, uh, so the reason I picked Mondays is everybody always picks on Mondays, right? A, because, my, and part of it's because I was going to go back to work. So Mondays were the toughest. Also, one of the biggest tricks I used to help myself function on, on, on the days of the week was alcohol. Alcohol, comfort food, reading the newspaper, watching movies. When I went to work, I couldn't watch movies. I couldn't drink alcohol. As a matter of fact, I couldn't drink alcohols on Mondays and Tuesdays because my body couldn't handle having that much alcohol. I couldn't even take a little bit on a Monday or Tuesday. My body had to cleanse itself. And then on Wednesday, I'd start drinking again at night. Da, 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 da. So Mondays were terrible because it was like it was the trifecta. I'm going back to work. I don't have my booze giving me that buzz to keep me going. I can't watch movies. Now I could, and I have a wow. picture of that somewhere. I could go for comfort food. So every day what I did, this, I, was, I was on the beach. So I was on the beach. And imagine going into work on a Monday, you're on the beach, how stressful that is. So, it's all like, so <laughs> I'm going in, I'm on the beach, totally stressed about everything. Right. Well, Dave, you haven't, you haven't sold anything. Well, I don't want to sell anything. That's why I didn't want to be a partner. So I'm stressed about that. I'm on the beach about my utilization rate. Um, so I would go seek comfort by eating comfort food. So in chapter two, this is old Dave. So you asked me what I used to do. So this is a picture of what I would do. I'd always go to the food court and hide in a corner, read my newspaper and order this giant plate of Greek food. Always the same thing. That would be my, my hideout. That was a typical Monday. And then I come home and thank God my kids were there, right? I come back and play with my kids because they're the only thing, they were the only thing giving me energy during that period of my life. Thank God they were there. I don't know what would have happened. Mm -hmm. Now, when I get up on Monday, look at today, I get up. Um, my kids are here because they're home from school. I'm seeing my kids in here. I'm excited to have our session with us. I got up today. I'm all excited about that. I've got a really, a really close friend right now. So I'm sending her all these like texts and things. And she gets up and says, oh my God, that text made my morning. I've got later on today, I've got all these really fun things I'm going to do. And I'm actually going to do some admin. And I'm kind of, it's not going to be that bad. I'm going to make it fun. And then later on, I'm going to drop my kids off and I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun. Maybe I'm going to call one of my friends. So that Amazing. is the difference that those yeah. seven years have made in my Mondays. Yeah. If, if for, for anyone, I mean, uh, anyone listening to the podcast in audio, uh, you will not see us, of course. But uh, if you're looking at the, the, the YouTube channel of uh, Consulting Lifestyle, you, may be, you will be able to, to see the, the, um, the, our conversation in video. And you, you will notice 
the difference in body language of Dave when he talks about his old Monday and his new Monday, his current Monday. It's, it's, uh, it's totally, totally different. I can, I can directly see which one you, you prefer. <laughs> so did you also, for those of you who don't see us on video, you also wouldn't see them writing down other words that uh, Diagene had said in yeah. that body language. And you yeah. know what? Body language is so important. It's, is one of the big debates in coaching we had before the technology. So what happened with COVID is COVID has had a huge impact on my business, huge, and my life and my lifestyle. I used to, I'm, I'm not a coach and storyteller. I am a virtual coach and storyteller. Mm-hmm. And before people said, you can't get coaching. You can't go on video. Like doctors can't go on video. People can't go on video. And now we realize we can. And the debate we had before in coaching because video is new, is what if somebody comes and they want to be coached, but they're too shy to be on video, they just want to be on phone. Mm -hmm. So we had to decide whether we would take the clients on or not. And, you know, today, you use the word today. So today is important, because everything we're talking about today is what your thoughts or have your thoughts today, you might change your mind tomorrow, and I might. But as of today, I don't think I would take on a coaching client if they didn't want to do the video and I would refer them to one of my other coaches who felt comfortable doing it because I don't feel as if I can help them as much. If I can't see their body language, when they're thinking, you're looking at me, you're like staring at me right now. You're listening (laughs) to me. If your eyes start going up, that tells me that you're thinking about something. So if I ask you, I'm going to use your words, a discovery question. And I see your eyes going up there. I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking. Oh my God, Dave can stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not listen to you because you're not saying anything. I'm going to wait till your eyes come down. You look at me and you stop talking. And then I'm going to do something, Diogene, that it took me five years to, to figure out is the, and this is the activator in me, strength that helped me is to shut the F up and listen because I was losing clients because I was talking too much. I should be talking, supposedly, I should be talking 5 to 10% of the time max in those coaching calls. I have to listen to people. I have to have discovery questions. That was the mindset shift that I had to make. And I encourage everybody else, it's really hard, is to go out there and think of how can you listen better to your clients? How can you question your clients better? How can you acknowledge your clients? Imagine that you get into your client and say, wow, you guys, you guys are awesome. You guys are great team members. When do we ever think of doing that? Just think of how the relationship with your clients and the client teams is going to be impacted. We don't, we're not taught those skills. We're taught, here's how SAP works. You go into screen number six. Here's how the SCM, strategic cost management methodology works. There was barely any soft skills training that at, at, when I was around there, the focus is on that. And so mm-hmm. is the educational system. Mm-hmm. So getting in there and teaching us how to connect with other people, it's, it's a people business. It's all yeah. about relationships. Yeah. It leads me to, uh, to ask you um, the, the, the following question. What, and again, there's no good, bad answer. Uh, it's just uh, very, I like spe- that. Spe- spec- very speculative question. I uh, like that. What, what do you, f- what, what do you think is the, the, uh, the extent of the the, the, the problem of uh, having consultants that are not aligned with uh, who they are working hard in uh, in consulting. 
Do you do, do you think you are an exception? Do you think you are norm? Do you think it's there are enough people to say that there is a problem? Where where are we? Uh, what you think? I'm going to share what I think and I'm going to share what I feel. Okay. Because feeling's new to me, and that that is an absolutely incredible question. You said there's no good, there's no bad. Well, that's an incredible yeah. one. I don't know. I would really like to know. I've seen, I went to a cocktail party once I lost all my weight and everything. We had a cocktail party. I joined in 96, a whole bunch of us. And I, we partying or friends. Like I had a good time too. Like me, it's people. So all the partying I remember and, and spending time with people at lunches and all that. Um, we all got together a cocktail later on and I'm coming in there. I've lost all my weight. I'm feeling healthy. I'm working out, eating well. At those days, I didn't drink more than two glasses of wine. I didn't want to get a buzz on for three years. I'm not as strict now. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm allowed to cheat. Uh, if I, with my friends or something, we're in a pub, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not driving. Um, and I went to this cocktail, and everybody had, re- their hair had turned gray prematurely. They were overweight. They looked just so unhealthy. One person actually passed out. We had to phone an an ambulance, had to get them. And it just looked terrible. But the funny thing is, when you ask people how they are, they say, oh, no, I'm I'm fine. Dave, I read your book. I'm I'm good. I think we're afraid to share. I think we're afraid to, either we're afraid to admit what we're at or or we're not self-aware. So I look at people. There's a picture of me in my book right here. It's, it's, I can't believe it. If you, it's on my website. If it's not going to put it on my website, I'm actually going to do a blog. I'm actually going to do a blog. I'm going to share that picture. I had a body shaming, uh, I had a body shaming incident the other day. I'm going to share it. So if people want to link into me or people want to go on Facebook, I share this stuff. So I'm going to share this in the next two weeks. That picture of me was brutal. And nobody came up to me and said, Dave, is there anything wrong? I can't believe the amount of weight you're putting on. And I don't know if I even knew it back then. So when you ask the people, how are you feeling? They're going to say, I'm feeling good. I can't believe that that pressure, we were talking about how much pressure and stress and everybody's got those lifestyles they're leading that go with it, right? Because all everybody else I'm working with, they all had houses and cars and this mm-hmm. and all the money they're saving for retirement. How could I possibly do something different? My hypothesis, because I'm not allowed to make assumptions, there's a book mm-hmm. called The Four Agreements. You ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, uh, in French, I think I read it, Les, Les Quatre Accords Toltec. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's uh, it. Yes, yeah. So in there, it says, don't ever make assumptions. So I'm not going to assume, but my assumption is there is a lot of people who are listening to this right now who are also going through those or will go through those times later on. Because as you say, as of today, I might go through it again. I had a work Mm -hmm. burnout a year and a half ago. I drove my car into somebody's house and broke my back. Right. You still, but it was, it was, again, it was a really good thing because it slowed me down. I was going too fast. So all these, it's going to happen. But if you're able to really understand your emotions, so if you're going too fast, if you need a break, if you're feeling stressed out, take that break. That is what's going to allow you to be able to avoid that mental state that you get into and then the physical stuff. So for me, it's when people say, what can I do? What's the best thing I can do? I don't say, do the exercise and stuff, right? Go out there, eat well, do all that kind of stuff. But really, really pay attention to how you are feeling. 
And I, I wrote a little something here. I said, where did I, I don't know where I put it. Something down there I had red and black. It's your emotions. Where, one of my cards, hold on. Here it is. Tool number six. Acknowledge your emotions. Listen to them. Feel them. Listen to them in your head. God, you know what? What was I doing yesterday? I was watching TV all day. I usually don't do that. Feel them. I'm feeling kind of depressed. I went out and bought a chocolate bar. I never do. Look at them and feeling them. I, have the, I said positive and negative. I put the negative red, but the negatives aren't necessarily always red. That's your body telling us something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So they're actually green too. I just wasn't listening to it. And finally, my body just said, Dave, I'm going to, I'm going to knock you on your, you won't be able to move anymore, Dave. I'm going to trash you. And I didn't listen to it. And then I just got back up. So listen to your emotions and feel them. That's probably the best unsolicited advice that I could give people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's very, uh, that, that, that's very important. Uh, yeah, we, we, we are used to tell people uh, that we are always fine, but maybe we, so sometimes we, we, we think that we should not bother the receiver or the information. That's why we also say we are fine. So, but uh, that doesn't help. That really, really, really doesn't help. Your, uh, your, your last name, I've, it's a very, it's a hard yeah. name to pronounce. Where is that from? Yeah, my last name is from uh, Burundi. Uh, Burundi is a country in East Africa. Uh, it used to be the same country as, uh, it was, with Randa. Randa is more, uh, I want to say the word famous, like Randa is more known around the world, but it's a neighboring uh, country of Randa. So I mentioned something about Africa in my book. So when I saw your name mm. today, I said, oh, I connected with my book. And it also has to do with connecting with other people. And you know how I told you my, my CCCM model is it's been changed. So there has to be a catalyst there. Some card, it could be positive or negative. You have to want to make the change. We saw the cartoon. Who wants, who wants change? Who can change? You have to want to change. If you don't want to change, you say, oh, it's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. If you don't want to, it's just a resolution you won't. So mm-hmm. the catalyst for change can connect with yourself. So understand yourself. So if you've tried this before, it doesn't work. You understand that, figure out a way to make it work this time. Connect with others. If you don't connect with others, we're human beings. We need connection with other people. Mm-hmm. If we don't, you'll lose the energy. So I think my other unsolicited advice is stay connected to other people. Take the positivity from people say, I can, I can, you know, I'm okay if I'm alone. My hypothesis is they're not. You need the love and care of other people. It's what energizes us. So connect with others, the right others. If people are unauthentic, why are you spending time with them? And keep your momentum. So I have a quote in my book that I love so much that I'm going to read you. It is right here. Mm -hmm. It says this. And you've probably heard of it because it's an African proverb. So I'm I'm curious if you've ever heard this before. Here we go. see. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. That to me just spoke because I was so isolated. That spoke to me so much. And what I want to do is I want to speak again to Adelaide. I just connected with her two weeks ago. I want to speak again with Adelaide because I think this is such a cool story of how she was able to take somebody in an organization where she's a really senior partner in this crazy place and actually be looking out for this other salaried employee and to help 
think and put him into this place that turned him around, not just at work, right from worst to first, but also the impact it had on my life. So I want to talk to Adelaide and I'm going to write down those hundred names of those people. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to squeeze them into a one page word document. I'm going to reach out to every single one of them. That's one of the things I'm going to do. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm that's, only going to do great, it on Mondays. I'm going to do it on yeah. Mondays. That will be one of my tasks. That, that, that's great. And you also put yourself uh, publicly uh, to task. You, 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 oh, and that, that uh, took time too. Great. Remember yeah, momentum. It took me a long time to get the courage to do that. Now mm-hmm. I can, I'll share. I, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm having man-shaming experiences. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and blog about that. So, But it's taken me five years to get to that point. And... Uh, uh, you, you are not in a, in the consulting world since uh, since about five years, uh, five years. but uh, what, what, oh, what? ten years actually because I wasn't consulting when I was doing those programs. True. So, so when ten you're doing years, the program, right, ten yeah. years. Um, what, what what do you what do you think about the, the future of the industry? If you have if you have any opinion on it, the future of the consulting industry. Yeah. So to me, the consulting industry is two words come to mind. Mm-hmm people and relationships and i think it is the it is the people who the people and relationships so I, well if i think of it you ask if i look at you're asking me about the consulting industry i wrote down well if i put my glass half full hat on and my glass half empty what do i think of the consulting industry i got learning growing connecting with people leading so to me it is all about relationships and people mm-hmm. so if you're a leader and you're able to take care of people. So if you're, so Adelaide, it was her leadership style is very loving and caring if you think about it, right? So if you're able to go and, you know, you've got a lot of type A personalities who are leading the show right now. They, they don't even believe in, in loving and caring leadership style. So they're stepping over people's heads and it's part of their personality. So they're not even aware of it. Stepping over people's heads. Who wants to go work in an environment like that? I, I ran into somebody the other day. They said their son was working for one of the firms. I won't mention it. Mm-hmm. The culture was terrible. Now they're working somewhere else. So mm-hmm. do you want to have a culture that you have a culture that helps that is help that helps the people and the relationships? Man, you are going to be kicking some butt. The problem is building relationships takes time. Taking care of your people takes time. And there's so much pressure on the bottom line that people, even though sometimes they know better, they just don't do it. Yeah. And it's a, you pay the price in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, very, very good answer. So uh, people and relationship and also the, the importance of uh, uh, co- connecting, gro- connecting, leading, growing. I think, yeah, I think that's what you, you so connecting with people to me, connecting with people and leading people. Mm-hmm. And there's a little, another yeah. thing I like yeah. that says, you're not a leader until you've created another leader who can create another leader. I love that definition. No, that's, that's great. That's amazing. And I don't yeah. know where we are with time, but I didn't answer one of your questions before. It just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you asked me what the two words were and the feedback I got from those people. <laughs> so when I left when I left consulting and was going into coaching so I, I there's an organization called the International Coaching Federation ICF they accredit coaches so I wanted to go out there I wanted to be accredited I figure if I'm going to work for a large organization they're going to want it and I, I just wanted to learn and there was a marketing 
global marketing webinar. And this guy, he was an expert in LinkedIn type of thing. And he said, one of the things that help you build your brand is to go out and ask other people what they think of your brand. And he had a tool. It was like 40 bucks US at the time. You went in there and you used the tool and you picked a number of people. It would send off these emails for them to fill it in. I think I reached out to 30 people. And it came back. And would you like to know what the two words that came back were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like the yeah, inspiring, inspiring and uh, evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're cheating, though. People are going to think you guessed that. So I sent those to you. <laughs> yeah, no, you said you said those to me. Yes, yes. Okay. So I cannot. So I, I mean, those two words are not something that you just <laughs> make up for sure. So what do you think when you see me now? Would you say that I'm inspiring? Would you? Could you see me being yeah. a bit of an evangelist? Yeah, I see. I see both aspects. It doesn't mean that I would have mentioned those two words specifically, but I see. Uh, I, I definitely see uh, both uh, both both aspects. So, so what I, words specifically would you use then? If you were to describe me right now with two words, what would they be? Extrovert, because you 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 gain your energy from from people. Okay. Uh, energy, happiness, everything from uh, uh, for for from people. Extrovert and uh, uh, someone that is uh, active. This is someone that is uh, maybe that's not the right uh, verb uh, adjective, but uh, someone that is very active. So. Uh, um, not hyperactive, like, uh, but uh, someone who always takes, uh, always takes action. So you always take actions and you're always with people. You gain your energy through people. I mean, what you, what you said five minutes ago with regards to uh, I have 100 people that I have noted down every name and I'm going to reach out to them every Monday. There are, there are a lot of people for whom that would be a horrible, horrible task. <laughs> they would find it horrible, but you, you find it wonderful. So it's, it's, it's totally related to. to, uh, to, to I, I appreciate you taking the time to share with, I'm taking on the notes. This is so helpful because I get to know it. You know what? I, you know what I tell those people who think that'd be terrible. I tell them two things. If I was giving advice, which see, I still in the mindset of giving advice. But I guess <laughs> one thing is, well, here, let's, maybe it's not advice. I guess if that's not what you like, then try another way. What, what would be another way? That's advice. What would be another way that you could do the same thing that works more with you? Or I might also challenge them and say, how do you know that? Have you tried that before? And they might say, no, I haven't. So that's what I would think. And at the end of the day, if reaching out to 100 people doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mm -hmm. thought that I was introverted for most of my life. Mm -hmm. I did not connect with other humans for most of my life. Almost half of my life, I thought that I was very introverted mm -hmm. and task-oriented. And that was part of the reason that I had trouble at Deloitte because I looked for my roles and my projects that were task-oriented. So I was a completely different person in there. When I opened up, it took me five years to realize. And the communication styles, if you ever see them, there's four of them. <laughs> there's four of them. The, the red and the blue is task-oriented. The yellow and the green is people-related. And mm -hmm. the ones that are opposite, the ones blue and, or and orange are opposite and the green and mm -hmm. the red. Yeah. If you're opposite... I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to... Because there will be some people that only have the audio. So there is the... On the on the on the left hand side the presenter and the mediator and on the, the right hand side the director and the... Uh, Analyzer. The analyzer, okay. <laughs> so the director, the presenter, and the analyzer are completely different communication styles. So if I met an analyzer, I would bowl them over because I talk too quick unless I slow down. They're the opposites. 
The mm-hmm. ones, the presenter and the mediator, those are people-oriented communication styles and personalities. And the other side is task-oriented, your type A, task-oriented, competitive, detail-oriented rule followers. I thought I was on the right. I thought I was a director analyzer for almost all my life. And now when I find I'm a presenter mediator, it took me six years, I'm in my element. That's why I'm so extroverted. That's yep. why I'm so crazy, but I'll do it. That's but, my personality. But the thing myself. is, the thing is, if you if you think about it, in most in most consulting firm, and I don't blame any consulting firm uh, for 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 that. That's just a norm. Is that the the role of director or analyst? They exist in pretty much every consulting firm. Yep. But you don't have a role for presenter and mediator. You don't you don't see those titles as well. So. Yeah, for, for 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 sure, I can I can see that it's a uh, uh, it must have been uh, painful because it was not in line with uh, with uh, what you are. Um, but well, you bring up a really good point. The, how did I survive? So how did I survive twenty years in there? Even though I hit that wall, still that was fifteen years before I hit that wall. And there were times and things I liked. It's because there's this concept of the entrepreneur. So this is also the presenter is also called the entrepreneur. The, this communication styles at Deloitte, it's called the pioneer. I, my, this is my own framework. I call it a presenter. Other places it's presenter. There's also the, um, the entrepreneur. There's such a, people are able to act as entrepreneurs within another constru- construct. So they could be at a Deloitte entrepreneur. They'll find roles on there. They will do things that allow them to actually do that. So I think I was actually able to, bring some of that, my, my style a little bit to keep on there and enjoying my time there as well. So that whole mm-hmm. entrepreneur. So I think there's some entrepreneurial type people um, working in consulting organizations that are massive and they're still able to function without starting their own business. How cool is that? Scary yeah, starting your own business, right? You don't have paychecks coming in anymore. Mm-hmm. that's great yeah indeed uh, the the typical intra what we call the intrapreneurs indeed that's something that is uh well, I, more, more entrepreneur more i'm, I'm yeah. writing that down too i love that i love the yeah. entrepreneur mm-hmm. so i i think we have really covered uh, a lot of things there is maybe one thing that i will uh, ask before asking the last question is uh you mentioned that you have i don't think you have shown it so far but the the uh kind of nasty image card or what oh my nasty image card so so my nasty image card, the idea, so the idea of the tool cards came up to me this morning. So I've been scrambling to get them ready before I call. And then the nasty image cards came up too. So here's how it works. So I've got nasty images in my book. Those are my nasty images down below. And then my, that's kind of my mm-hmm. positive image. I'm the type of person who learns from not success stories, horror stories. That's how my brain works. So I thought I'd come up with, instead of positivity cards, negative, instead of positive image cards, nasty image cards. So here's the idea. Here's an example of one. So that's nasty image card number two. Snacking scene, hotel room. Snacking scene. And then I describe it. So here's the Mm -hmm. snacking. So I think I described before. I'm in a hotel room. It's 4 p.m. Room service, two times two desserts, TV, bed, 2 a.m., feeling like I don't want to go to work. Here's nasty image card number one. It's called the man cave scene. (laughs) Emily, so my daughter, Emily, my (laughs) my daughter who I love more than life itself and my son. So Emily lying on me on the movie chair. So I'm in my movie room trying to just get away from work by watching a movie. My beautiful daughter is lying on me. I could feel her warmth but would have helped, felt it more without the booze. Mm. So because I was drinking, I couldn't feel my daughter as much as I want. Nasty image card number three. 
I, got, I just have two more. Mallet boy, more. the picture of me at my largest at my sister's cottage, looking pregnant, feeling with absolutely zero confidence and zero self-esteem. Wow. That's me there. <laughs> and this one, this one is a shower scene. So 18 and over, folks. This is called <laughs> Nasty Image Card Number Six, the shower scene. I said, my tummy was so big that I can't see my manhood when I look down. <laughs> Did not make me feel too sexy. Those oh, are yeah. some examples of my nasty wow. cards. Wow. And I, that's an image that I, <laughs> I don't have a picture of that one, nor, no, do I, no, nor no. would I share it. <laughs> nor would you want me to. There is no, there is, there is no picture of it. Uh, in it. Yeah, yeah, people uh, who are listening in, that was not, yeah. these are just words and feelings. They're not pictures. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Uh, thanks very much, really. It was really a great, uh, a, a great interview. So, uh, given that we are on the consulting lifestyle channel, and I think we we spoke about it quite a lot, uh, lifestyle. But uh, for you, if you had to define what consulting lifestyle means, what would that be? So, consulting lifestyle. So, I I just drew a bunch of words down. So, here's my glass half full. Consulting lifestyle. It's about learning. It's about growing. It's about connecting with people. It's about leading developing your leading leadership styles. Mm -hmm. And when I say learning, it's learning a lot of tools that you're going to use later on. The tools that I learned there have been incredible. I've grown so much through those experiences. My network, I've got a thousand people in my community of caring. I call it community of caring. I've got a spreadsheet of a thousand people. You're in it, by the way, that have helped me get through that. I can reach out to, I feel comfortable reaching out to. That is mm -hmm. one of my biggest assets out there besides me is my connections and the leadings. Nice. I've come across so many leaders. I, I, at Deloitte, there's so many people. I came across so many leaders and at our clients, the lead and beat. Mm -hmm. Now, if I look at it from the glass half empty, you know, remember I was obese, socially isolated, using alcohol um, to, to function, cr cr critically depressed. Um, I think it's the lifestyle. I think I got used to a lifestyle that at the end of the day, put a lot of pressure on me financially. Mm -hmm. I think the lifestyle of going out there, it was hard to keep healthy, you know, physically and, you know, the comfort food and that it was hard to, you know, you're in a plane all the time, right? It's hard to eat healthy in the whole bit. And I have a client, by the way, a partner at Deloitte who was able to go and make some huge changes who traveled all the time. He was able to do it in the toughest of circumstances. So kudos mm -hmm. to him. It's doable. Mm -hmm. um, but I was lonely, right? Mm -hmm. That lifestyle can be really lonely. You're in a hotel room all the time. So I think I, those are the things I think of the financial, the fear of failure, the mm -hmm. loneliness. Those are parts of the lifestyle when I look at for, as my glass half empty. Yeah, great, great. Um, then where can people find you if anyone wants to get in touch with you? So if, if they still do after listening to this rant of a while, there's a bunch of ways they can get in touch with me. One is uh, my, my website. So if they want to go to my website, hold on a second. I'm going to read it off. My, it says, this is my business card. Helping my clients lead more fulfilling lives. I scratched it out and I put enjoyable. So they can go to my website. It's Dave W. Coachingandstorytelling.com. Mm -hmm. And I've got a section in there for blogs. I've also got a place if anyone wants to book a session with me and just talk about coaching or something like that, grab one of my coaching sessions. I'd love to have a chat with people. My book is available on Amazon. My book is also, if they ever want a copy of my book, people can reach out. Um, if people want to talk to, if they bought my book and want to chat with me, they can reach out. So that's my site. 
I also share, and I've got a blog section. There are long-winded blogs. I share a lot of ideas through LinkedIn and Facebook. Yep. So if people want to connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook, they can. If they connect with me on LinkedIn, they'll also see my website, I think, and they'll see my email address so they can email mm-hmm. me as well. No phone calls, though. I do have a boundary, and my boundary is I, I, I don't want, you know, my phone's is for other stuff. So email, website, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, because my daughter's on it. I'm going to start doing Instagram because she can't see my Facebook posts and she wants to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's perfect. All of all of those all of those links uh, will be uh, mentioned in the in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Dave, because you 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 gave a uh, another uh, an, another perspective on the, uh, the 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 consequences of choosing to uh, start in consulting and uh, trying to go far in our uh, consulting career. I do think that it's a, that it's a very important uh, episode. So anyone uh, who is involved in consulting, thinking about consulting, should be listening to uh, uh, to this episode. And uh, you also uh, provided a lot of a lot of nuggets, <laughs> different leadership styles, uh, talking about your parenting style, talking about coaching, strength, etc. So I think it was a it was a great uh, a great episode. Uh, so thanks very much, Dave, and uh, it will not be our last conversation for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me, Diogène. And thanks for giving me all the words, including lots of nuggets. I like that one. (laughs) Oh, and can I say one more thing really quick? Yeah, yeah. go, go, go. I just want to wish everybody out there going into the consulting. It's an exciting industry as well. I should have added that to my things, the learning and the growing and connecting with people. I just watch yourselves, watch your health. This lifestyle can also be, but enjoy yourself. You're in a really yeah. exciting place where you get to meet a lot of people. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy, guys and girls. Cool. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekourat.